Today, we're watching Star Trek, The Next Generation. Data is kidnapped by a collector of the rare and unusual by faking his death. Can the crew of the Enterprise discover the truth before Data is lost forever? From May 5th, 1990, it's season three, episode 22, The Most Toys, or This Is Why You Back Up Your Data. <laughs> I like the alternate title, too. I'm Cam. That's Dan. And this is Offensive Jewish Stereotypes in Space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was wearing in Yamaka. <laughs> yeah. And all he cares about is collecting, and you shouldn't verbal contract. Oh, it's. Whew. Yeah, this this episode. It sticks out to me. I always remember it because of his performance. I mean, he is remarkable. He sells it. He Fajo. does. And Fajo! And he like. Yeah, he's despicable, but also incredibly charming and likable at the same time. I, like a it's sociopath. A, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's it's a friggin' magical magic trick, though. <laughs> it's a vaginal trick, Dan. <laughs> Gonna have to explain that one. No, no, I was it was I was trying to say magic trick, and it came out magical, but almost ah. vaginal for some reason. I thought you were saying know. it was a magical trick. And I'm like, she's in the next one. <laughs> she's in this one, too. She's in all of them. Well, most of them. Computer voice. Mm -hmm. This was really something. It was really, really something. It's... And so plot-heavy. Jesus. It's very plotty. <sighs> Ugh. I worked and worked and worked, and my summary is still a page and a fucking half. <laughs> So good luck, everyone. Here's the thing. <laughs> On Stardate 43872.2, the Enterprise is called to assist a colony world that has suffered contamination to its water supply. Because of this, they meet with the Jovis, a ship owned by the Zabalian trader, Kivas Fejo, played by Saul Rubinek. Beautifully, by the way. Fejo is one of the few vendors of Hytridium, an extremely rare medicinal compound capable of neutralizing the contamination. Because Nitridium is a volatile substance that cannot be beamed aboard, Data is assigned to shuttle Fejo's cargo from the Jovis to the Enterprise, which takes several trips. Just before the final trip, the crew of the Jovis kidnap Data. After filling the shuttlecraft with equivalent materials, they rig the shuttle to explode en route. The Enterprise crew perform a cursory scan of the debris and believe Data is dead but due to an emergency are forced to leave the Jovis without a more detailed study. Data is reactivated in a secured room and is met by Fejo. The trader explains that he collects rare and valuable objects and has kidnapped Data due to his uniqueness. Varea, one of his kidnappers, visits Data, telling him to change out of his Enterprise uniform and sit in his chair. However, <laughs> Data desists. Eh, nope, nope. That's not right. Data resists and refuses to follow orders. He remarks that based on what she tells him, her relationship with Fejo 
that he and Varia are both prisoners. And she comments on his cleverness, but isn't broken yet. While lamenting the loss of their friend, Jordy concludes that he's missing something about Data's destruction. Jordy takes his hypothesis to Picard and Riker, stating that the reason he can't find anything is that there's nothing to indicate any malfunction. He explains that the only option is pilot error, but doesn't believe it, as the odds are too vast to calculate. Picard gives him some words of solace and dismisses him, because of that whole arm's length thing. Picard and Riker select Worf as Data's replacement. Which was the <laughs> Just all of a sudden, Worf was in the episode. Hadn't seen him till like two-thirds of the way in. Suddenly, he's walking down the hallway. It was weird. Anyway, in an effort to make Data comply with his wishes, Phaedra says that he isn't at war with anyone and is, in fact, Data's liberator. He prods Data about whether or not he's capable of killing, and Data states that he is programmed to never kill except in defense, and thus would be incapable of murder. When Data still refuses to submit, Phaedra splashes a solvent on his uniform that dissolves it so he will be compelled to change his clothing. <laughs> so sexual. Oh, very. Jordy and Wesley run through Data's communications during the shuttle trips, and Jordy notes that Data follows protocol to the letter. Wesley further points out that Data didn't report the shuttle clearing the cargo bay on the final transmission, per protocol. Jordy and Wesley conclude that for Data not to follow standard procedure, such as not reporting something is wrong, is not like him, unless something was wrong with Data himself. Data remains defiant against Feijo's attempts to make him an object of display, purposely remaining silent and immobile when Feijo shows his collection to a rival trader, played by Nehemiah Persoff, who had the most epic facial piercing I have ever seen. Only when Phaedra threatens to kill Varia with a very rare and illegal Varenti disruptor does Data agree to follow Phaedra's orders. The Enterprise arrives at the colony and uses the Hydridium to neutralize the contamination, but find it works far more quickly than it should. They soon discover that someone purposefully created the contamination that would require Hydridium, leading the crew to suspect that Phaedra is staging the whole goddamn thing. They quickly return to the last known location and track him down. Varia decides to help Data escape. During the attempt, they set off alarms, and when he gets there, he uses the disruptor to kill her without remorse, and it looks incredibly painful. Data picks up the spare Varian T that Varia had possessed and threatens to use it on Phaedra. Phaedra, in turn, threatens to murder more of his assistants if Data doesn't comply to his demands, believing that Data programming will prevent him from shooting him and to preserve his assistants' lives by submitting. Phaedra further taunts Data to shoot him, mocking him as just an android incapable of feeling rage at Varia's death. However, Data logically realizes that the only way to preserve human lives and his own autonomy is to kill him, and gets ready to shoot, much to the latter's shock. The Enterprise arrives and suddenly beams Data back aboard, discovering that the disruptor was in the process of discharging. Data is met in the transporter room by Commander Riker and requests that Phaedra be taken into custody. When Riker responds that the arrangements have already been made and asks why the disruptor was energized, Data offers only that something may have happened during the transport. A lie. Phaedra is then placed in the Enterprise brig. Uh, in the brig, he asks Data if he's happy, lamenting at the reversal of their situation, but says defiantly that he will add Data his, to his collection one day. Data informs him that the stolen collection has been confiscated and that all his possessions are returned to their rightful owners. Major remarks, it must give you great pleasure, and Data replies, no sir, it does not. I do not feel pleasure. I am only an android. He then leaves a stunned Fejo alone in the brig. And so ends the most toys. Which, 
an episode called The Most Toys should be a Riker episode, so let's just get that out of the way. But... <laughs> it should be. You were correct, Daniel. It should be. Ugh, so many feelings. So many offensive Jewish stereotypes. Yes. <laughs> this one's a good idea for an episode. It is. The type of person they think would be a sociopath collector is clearly a space Jew. So that is... Yes. It's not great. Not by half, Cameron. No. Not no, by not at half. all. It's ooh, a little rough. It is a little rough. But <laughs> Saul Rubinek's performance was remarkable. Oh, yeah. He's stuck. I mean, he's, he's we a monster. Talking, we are talking Emmy Award levels of monstrosity here. Just mm-hmm. so good. So charming. So sociopathic. Just such an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what did you love about this episode, Daniel? I would like to hear if there was anything redeemable about it for you. Um... Did you catch the name of the shuttle? Uh, yes, I did. It said I Pike on the side. Oh, yeah, I forgot this is the first appearance of the and Pike. And then it got blown up, which I found hilarious. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. See, yep. little things like that. I, was, I forgot I was, this was the first appearance of the Pike. I was like, oh, uh, man. Data, get out of there. Something bad's going to happen. And then he was paralyzed. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Who would who would rescue Data if, this, if it was like I don't know. the cage situation? Uh, no one. Because <laughs> Data is next generation Spock. Yep. Um, I appreciated how elaborate the plan was to get data it showed what a psycho he was even though it was a ridiculous i'm gonna poison a planet to get an android like that's some next level mustache twirling insanity and i kind of liked i respected him for it i was like man you would poison a planet to get to pick him up i think he earned it i say let him keep data um The oh shit! The sh- his ship was beautiful. Um, it was beautiful, but it did seem a little out of place. Like it didn't seem like a Federation vessel at all. It definitely seemed like kind of spaceballs adjacent in its design. Um, what else? What else? The blowing up of the shuttle was a nice effect. The things they chose to have him collect were. Some good, some bad. The bubblegum bit was having the... It was a Roger Maris rookie card, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. He's like, it's the only one left in existence. I'm like, ah, yes. People care care even less about baseball cards over the next couple hundred years. (laughs) Good, good. That tracks. That tracks. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it might. (laughs) You never know. I loved that after they thought Data was dead, we had the clearing out of his stuff and we got to see the Yar hologram and the Book of Shakespeare and all of his medals. But my favorite part of this was Worf and Troy's conversation as he was going to the bridge to take 
data spot at ops. Right. That was, you know, acknowledging this has happened to you before. And they didn't really talk about it when he took over for Yar. There was never a conversation of like, is it weird that you're that you're the, the head of security now? So it was good to talk about that a little bit and to see some some chinks in the Klingon armor there. Yeah. I really enjoyed that a lot. And Me too. I, I liked Data really running through his programming of like not being programmed to kill, but being able to kill. Like I he definitely pulled the trigger. He did. He was he knew he was getting transported too. There was a look and he pulled the trigger. He was like control alt delete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean it's it's a valid question. It's this is another moral quandary episode where it's like, you know, we're we try not to kill those of us who are raised in the Christian faith or the any religious any religion at all. You you try not to kill. It's just a basic human instinct to not kill. But like, if you come across a sociopath who has killed people in front of your eyes, what do you do? It's the plot of every thriller ever. Are you capable of that kind of change? I mean, if I if I had a disruptor, and I'm not saying I do, but if I did, <laughs> I don't think I'd be inclined to use it, but I'd feel better knowing I had it. <laughs> and as oh. evidenced by the fact that there are more guns in this country than people, clearly they're just one big insecurity blanket for people. They definitely are. Oh, my stomach just turned in knots. Speaking what did you of which, love about this episode, <laughs> I love that for the first time in our history, we were recording this thirty years to the day. Oh. Which, which was your hint? I mean, your your tidbit. Thank you yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, but Cameron, I love that. all I did was look at the calendar, <laughs> and I didn't. So you know, that's that's really something. I loved his performance most of all. It was remarkable. I just, I was so compelled. I just, it was so good. I I can't even. He was just inconceivably good. And I actually really loved all of the extras. <laughs> I loved how they were like kind of pretty and had the same face paint, but like went, whoa, and got thrown all over <laughs> I also Data, love how Brent you're real strong. Real ah. strong. I also love how Brent Spiner like ate shit a couple times in this episode. We haven't seen Data fall. I mean, full we saw him fall. rigid but, board fall too. Yeah. yeah. But also like when he hits the force field, like straight up like a human fell. Mm-hmm. And that was nice. It's I also loved him in purple. Ugh, does such nice things for that yellow skin tone. It reminded me of those uh, those stupid aliens from that racism episode in the original series where their like, faces are half black and half white, but just on the opposite sides. Yep. It was similar to their outfit. It was. It's kind of turtlenecky, a little, because, you know. Cameron, that is a mockery of it, because it's a mock turtleneck. It doesn't... <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you, and I hate you so much. What if it was mock, but spelled like the, you know, the speed? 
So it's a like turtleneck that makes you go fast. <laughs> times the speed of sound. I mean, uh -huh. I'd be in. I'd be yeah. in every day. Yeah. The only sonic booms I experience are between the sheets. Anyway. <laughs> it's just his farting, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but it wasn't all Brent Spiner Pratt Falls, was it, Cameron? <laughs> it definitely was not, Dan. Ugh. What did you hate about this episode? I can't imagine I... You'd, you'd hate anything about it. Ugh. I just, it was offensive Jewish stereotypes, and then they literally, in his costume, gave him a fucking yarmulke. Yeah. And, like, and, and like mock curls on his, his, on his forehead. They, like, made I his know. nose bigger. I was like, did nobody, like, say, you're telling nope. me there was nobody in that writer's room who maybe thought, this eh, seems maybe just a touch... <laughs> Do you not see the Les Miserables chorus back there waving the big fucking red flag? <laughs> Do you I, not see them? <laughs> if you're not pro something, you're anti and sounds like semantic, but different. <laughs> Nobody? Nope. Bueller? Ugh. Yeah. And I mean, it was the episode was fairly well written. It was very well written. And like... You know, it was literally was, just a costuming problem because he, he was, was brilliant. Skeezy. He was skeezy and gross. But when you add lines like, you should never trust me in a verbal contract. With Ugh. that, it's just, <laughs> yeah. I'm a trader. I do business. I was like, the only thing that'd be worse is if he was like, I sell space diamonds. <laughs> or it was, real estate. It was not, it was, mm, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a bummer because, it, like, two line fixes and a costume fix, and it could have been perfection. Could have been great. Could have been one of the best that we've seen, and it was like, oh, no, 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 oh, Anytime no. something this fantastical has racist undertones, I'm always like, this this just doesn't feel like an accident. You've got a whole galaxy to play with, and you're like, hmm, I want to give them a big nose and curls on their head and a weird little hat. That sounds like an alien, right? <laughs> the writers are all like, yep, sounds like an alien. Yup, yup, yep, sounds like an alien. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oi. I just... <laughs> <laughs> you said oi. I know. <laughs> yeah, oi is right, Cameron. This episode oi is... Oi, It's... Uh problematic to say the least it's something all right it's not great in that regard um and also, also like sorry go ahead no you go ahead no you go ahead i don't understand why jordy was sleeping in his clothes he was asleep with his visor off fully dressed still i don't understand how this guy got all these earth treasures like i i would assume world war three would either destroy the louvre or not disrupt it. Where'd he get where'd he get the Mona Lisa? It's a valid it's a valid question. I I didn't care for him saying our roles are reversed at the end. I'm like, yeah. I have eyes. I know that you're now the one in the cage and Data's outside. <laughs> We're away. I, I can't 
I can see that your roles are reversed. I'm like, it's when you put a hat on it, it just makes me mad. <laughs> Psst, audience, if you can't see the symmetry of this situation, here it is. We're going to spoon feed you. Open up wide. Here comes some Star Trek. Ugh. Yeah. It's... Well, and like, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. His collection was ridiculous. I, I liked the vase mm -hmm. that was supposedly done by a famous artist. That was fun. Just make it all up. Who cares? Yeah. And then have the baseball card. That was a good shtick. But like... Yeah, give him one random earthy thing. But not several earth things. That are... Yeah. It's just pandering. Well, yeah, and it's the same It's the same problem Star Trek always has of like, oh, well, you're familiar with earth culture being as you're humans. So I'm going to do a lot of that and just a sprinkling of alien. It's like, no, mostly alien, a little earth. Mm -hmm. Come on. Please. That's the only word I can use to adequately express how I feel about this is oikavolt. Because it's just... not acceptable in any way shape or form and they did such a good job otherwise well shall we shall we quote this love letter to the Jewish people I think we should he was a man take him for all in all I shall not look upon his like Again. Ah, the end of Alas, poor Yorick. I love Hamlet. God, I love Hamlet. Yorick's a good name for a dog. It is a good name. Alas, poor Yorick. <laughs> he was a good boy. <laughs> Every time he shits on the carpet. Alas, poor Yorick. <laughs> I know a guy who has a cat named Off oh, Fuck. <laughs> it's pretty great. This, this is a cat that literally has such... It's a rescue and has so many mental and physical health problems that this cat is, will get scared of its own poop. Oh. While it's pooping. So oh. it will run around his apartment <laughs> shitting. That's the most tragic thing I've ever heard. It's pretty rough. <laughs> a Varenti disruptor. It belongs to Fajo. Mr. O'Brien says the weapon was in a state of discharge. Perhaps something occurred during transport. Commander. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just think Riker would say discharge every time. It just strikes Commander, me as a Riker thing. why are you rubbing my thigh? <laughs> <laughs> well, Data, I've heard you're fully functional. <laughs> <gasps> Who said... <laughs> Kivas finds a way to get what he wants from his people. He rewards loyal his rewards for loyalty are lavish. His punishments for disloyalty are equally lavish. She touches her chin. We don't know why. There wasn't a scar or anything. Right. Just, I was like, did he smack her one time or something? Is that I, what he's trying to say? I don't know. That doesn't seem very lavish. Um you won't find anyone here on the ship to help you escape. Face it, android. He has you. It appears he has us both. For an android with no feelings, he sure managed to evoke them in others. <laughs> Your collection has been confiscated. 
all of your stolen possessions are being returned to their rightful owners. You have lost everything you value. That must give you great pleasure. No, sir, it does not. I do not feel pleasure. I am only an android. If only you could feel rage over various death. If only you could feel the need for revenge, then maybe you could fire. But you're just an android. You can't feel anything, can you? It's another interesting intellectual puzzle for you. Another of life's curiosities. Just like me, a sociopath. I cannot allow you to continue. And you can see the gears turning in his head. He, like, wrestles it with it for a second, and then he fires the disruptor. He does. Mm -hmm. Data, you will be catered to, fawned over, cared for, as you have never been before. Your every wish will be fulfilled. I wish to leave. Almost every wish. I have been designed with a fundamental respect for life in all its forms, and a strong inhibition against causing harm to living beings. What a marvelous contradiction. A military pacifist. I must emphasize, Mr. Fajo, that I consider this captivity a hostile act on your part. Oh, well, you'll get used to it. Clearly, Mr. Fajo has no moral difficulty with my imprisonment here. Mr. Fajo has no, mo no moral difficulties at all. Personally, I'd be delighted to see you go around naked. I assume you have no modesty, but then I guess the decency is the rule of your Starfleet training. In any case, why don't you make a decision about which alternative you dislike the least? So sexual. Mm -hmm. And then the best quote of the whole thing, Data feeding Faja's lapling plant animal thing. Which... Definitely reminded me of Sulu's hand puppet plants. It was exactly the same, just a better puppet. <laughs> right? I was kind of hoping Data would keep it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it obviously went to its rightful owner. I don't know who that would be since she was the last of her species, but... A protected game preserve? Maybe. Can't they, can't they create a replica for her? Probably. Yeah. You need enough for a functioning population. Damn. Well, we could always do the cloning thing again. We could. It'll be fine. It hasn't ended poorly in like six episodes of Star Trek already. No. No, it's fine. <laughs> Clones are great. Just ask the Jedi Order. Uh -huh. Data! <laughs> Worf, what do you think the future of advertising depends on? Data! <laughs> what do you mean Facebook's making money off me from? How could they possibly be doing that, Worf? <laughs> Data! <laughs> so you're telling me that you could predict my behavior based on my online interactions? How's that possible, Worf? <laughs> Data! <laughs> This concludes Star Trek The Next Generation Theater. <laughs> I think that might be our finest bit. <laughs> oh, God, I'm not okay. Well, Cameron, how many illicit and illegal disruptors would you give this episode? Ooh. 
I'm going to have to do two. Yeah. And the only reason I'm doing that is because his performance was remarkable. Otherwise, it'd be down in the less in than the one area. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll give it 2.5. I thought there was there was some fun stuff here, even if... there. I mean, there was. And ugh, just get rid of the racism. Come on. Or at least have it serve a purpose. Like Worf's racism illustrates the stupidity of racism. This By is having just... it being made up racism. I think that's the issue with this. And like, what is it? A matter of honor? Yeah. Oh, God. The worst. It's like, this is... This is horrifying. This is real racism. This ain't like... The blue blops don't like the schmishmorps. You know, that's... <laughs> That's trying to illustrate a point. This is just like, oh, your your biases are showing. <laughs> you know what'll be fun and cute? You know what they'll really appreciate? This. No. No, they will not. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Oi. I would just like to one more time say how amazing Saul Rubinek's performance was. Just, just remarkable. He took something... I mean, he's Jewish himself, and so he took... Something I'm that sorry, could have been Saul Rubinek is Jewish. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm just thinking about myself. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what? Anyway, he added so much depth and so much intrigue and interest to this character that it's I mean, he I will never not respect him. It's it's a remarkable performance. One of the best Star Trek has ever seen, honestly. As far as guest characters go. Well, speaking of guest characters. Yes, Dan. (laughs) We have (laughs) loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it. We sure have. That just leaves one last thing for us to do. And that's for me to wish you all to not just have a great week, but to make it so. And for Dan to say, keep on trekking. We'll be back with Sarek. <laughs> we will. <laughs> you never disappoint me with I lead you and you knock it out of the park. I pitch him up and you throw him out exactly where I want. It's just Well, to be fair, I'm trying to hit you with the bat. You just keep throwing balls at me. <laughs> So, oh, so all of you knocking out of the park have been chance. It's not skill or talent. It's just. No, that's just how much rage I have. A Secret Weapon Production.